Welcome to Peacefully Profitable. This podcast was created for ambitious people looking to discover their passion and turn it into profit, a productively balanced life, and sustained peace. Join us as we walk this walk together. And now your host, productivity coach and corporate wellness consultant, Shamika Lemon. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Peacefully Profitable Podcast. I am so excited about the guests that I have on the podcast today. And uh, just want to share a little bit of information about who she is uh, before we actually get into the recording session that she and I had. Uh, but today's guest is my Sarah W.E. DeCruz an amazing person. Uh, If you don't know who she is or you don't know much about her, you're going to learn about her journey. You're going to learn about her business, her family life, in which she is excelling in all and more. Uh, But let me just share with you about how I met W.E. DeCruz. So as many of you probably know, uh, Courtney Sanders of the Think and Grow Chick, uh, shout out to Courtney, is how I actually met W.E. DeCruz. So we were in New Orleans at a conference, the Success Circle Live Conference, which was one of Courtney's first conferences uh, that she actually held. And we were there and W.E. DeCruz spoke at this conference. And when I tell you her energy was high level, top notch, um, just amazing. Her spirit was amazing had no uh, reserve about sharing her journey with us. And, you know, that that's always important to me, I think, when people are, you know, transparent with their journeys. And we don't, they don't just share the success side of it, right? Because what I think, what I feel is that when, when you're trying to kind of teach people who are a couple of steps behind you, you can't only teach them the things that you use to win, you have to really share like that entire journey, you know, um, without getting too personal. But there's there's a lot that I think a lot of people um, miss when it comes to like really coaching and training and showing people like step by step how to get to this level or, or how to do this or, or how I did it. Uh, so she was just very transparent in sharing her journey and that information. And it just really it really stuck with me, like her, her speaking. And so I knew after I met her there and she's also my Sarah, uh, Delta Sigma Theta sorority. Uh, and so those, those bonds in that quick, you know, that short period of time, it just let me know I had to, in some capacity, work with her again in the future, whether it was, you know, this podcast, some type of partnership, uh, on a business level, any of those things, I just knew that our, uh, journey, or our connection was not going to just stop at that conference, right? So I'm going to just share with you a little bit of information about who she is, and then we're just going to get right into our recording. So again, this is W.E. DeCruz, that's W-E-D-A-C-R-U-Z, and she is an amazing businesswoman. She's the co-founder of the Virtual Global Consultant Group, so that's the VGC Group, which is a digital venture company that utilizes project management and digital marketing to service people, uh, businesses, and organizations aimed to create revenue online. So W.E. DeCruz is responsible for helping to generate millions of dollars uh, a year 
in at-will donations and business sales for her clients. And so through her company, uh, she she's created global employment in underserved communities, hiring more than 30 people spanning across three continents around the world. Some of those including the United States, uh, Philippines, Canada, and more. So she has successfully built and managed uh, digital systems and trained her employees in the areas of administration, design, development, editorial, and more in less than two years, uh, grossing more than half a million dollars in sales. So ultimately, she envisions the VGC group as a leader in championing a global consciousness, uh, promoting an understanding that everything businesses and brands do have a global impact, right? So from the executive level to civilians on the ground. So without further ado, I do want to go ahead and get into this amazing session that I had with W.E. DeCruz. So let's get right to it. All right. So I'm totally excited today uh, for the guests that I have on the podcast. We've been trying to link up for a very long time. I uh, wanted to welcome W.E. DeCruz to the Peacefully Profitable Podcast. How are you? I'm good. So good morning. I am so excited that we locked down this time and date. So I'm all ears yes. and ready to share. Yes, absolutely. And we have uh, W.E. DeCruz has a ton of information to share uh, with the audience, with the, you know, the people that I know listen to the podcast. I think that what she has to share today is going to be useful, helpful, and it's going to be, it's going to answer some of the questions that a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of mothers, a lot of working mothers have, you know, on a daily basis about starting a business, how to manage it, how to balance it and all of those things. Uh, so, yeah. you know, without further ado, I do want uh, Miss W.E. DeCruz to just tell us a little bit about, first of all, who you are before we get into discussing all the amazing things that you're doing. So, you know, a little bit about your background, who you are and how you got started. Awesome. Good morning again, everyone. Yeah, my name is W.E. DeCruz, and W.E. just stands for Wendy Akua. So depending upon what point of life that we met, you may refer to me as Wendy Akua or, or now um, W.E. So just want to kind of share that background on the name there. Um, but, you know, first and foremost, I am a child of God. I have to just put that out there because everything that I do and who I am is truly based on the foundation of the word of the Lord and who he is in my life. Um, <clears throat> And because of God, I'm able to be a wife of one man, a mother of two children, and I am a sister, uh, you know, all the, the whole shebang. I'm definitely a family woman um, before I am an entrepreneur um, full time as well. Um, and so really, I was born and raised in Jersey, born and raised in Jersey. I always say by way of Ghana, West Africa, because although... My parents birthed me in Jersey. You know, they shipped us to Africa when we were young. And so we were raised in the culture, raised in the tradition, and then came back here and did um, all my schooling and pretty much been back and forth since. So um, I would say my affinity to Africa, to Ghana, really started um, really from birth. Um, and I'll show you more about that as we, as we continue on in the, in the conversation. Oh, yes, absolutely. So let's see. 
first of all, so we met in New Orleans at uh, Courtney of Thinking Grow Chicks uh, Success Circle conference, one of her first conferences. That's right. Yeah, and it That's was amazing. Right. It was amazing, especially uh, your, you know, your session where you spoke about, you know, your background and your companies, your business. I just looked around in the crowd, and as you were speaking, uh, you just caught the attention of everyone. It was just very intriguing and just the way you delivered your message. Wow. Yeah, it was just awesome. So it made me want to know wow. more about you. This is this is why we're here now because it just made me want to learn just more about, you know, who you are and your story. Uh, wow. So I know you have uh, a number of businesses, uh, one being the VGC group and then you have Thrift African Print. And I do want to talk about those separately because they're two awesome businesses. Uh, but yeah. The, yeah, the VGC group. So you talked uh, a lot about that and, and how it was started, like the beginning stages. Um, I, let us hear more about that company, like why you started that, because let me let me tell you why I want to go into that. Uh, a lot of times, you know, being online, being an online entrepreneur and running a business, you get to see the lives of everyone else and how they're running their business on a daily basis. And, mm -hmm. you know, so sometimes that can can it can distract us from our purpose, our true purpose, and what we're really, you know, destined to do because we're, we start to begin um, thinking that, oh, I must be doing something wrong because, you know, mm -hmm. my success, is, it doesn't look like the, the next person's success. So I want to know, like, you know, what was it that made you decide to start this company? First of all, what type of company is it? And, you know, how did you land, um, you know, in that type of area, in that arena? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I'll first off, I say that anyone that's listening to this, um, um, nothing in life happens by accident, but everything is an incident in God's good plan. And where I am today and who I am today is because of a series of God incidents that have occurred that I'm just coming into the realization and manifestation of, right? So um, really, the VGC group, which stands for Virtual Global Consultant, that got jump-started simply because I could not get a job. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but I've never worked corporate. I've never worked for a company. I could not get a job. I, I could not get hired. And, um, you know, two years later, I believe that it was destiny that God really did not want those types of doors to open for me. But at that point in time, I had thought that I had did everything right, went to school, got all these accolades, all these achievements and everything that my mentors, coaches, parents had told me. Yet and still, I could not cross the finish line. So I thought, right? And so I'm in this space right now where... I have a BA, two masters, I'm an aspiring diplomat, I had my eyes on the United Nations and the UN State Department for years. I thought, Soar, that I was going to complete, um, get a job quickly, um, and start training to be a diplomat that represented countries in Africa, and that I would write legislations that would impact economic development, because I had a real passion for the people on the ground. I wanted to write legislation, I wanted to be part of initiatives that would um, give them access to um, to work, access to the labor force in a way that wasn't um, present in my eyes at that point in time. But none of that happened. <laughs> none of that happened um, after graduation. And um, I had shared when I was in New Orleans that um, in my in my pursuit to be a diplomat, um, God blessed me with the opportunity to to marry a man that I had been courting for four years. Um, and unexpectedly, but again, everything happens in God's timing. Um, soon after getting married, I got pregnant. Um, and I was I gave birth to my daughter, my firstborn, um, seven days before the last 
seven days before the start of my last semester in my master's program. And so I was challenged with, do I stop um, pursuing academia and be a mother full time and take care of what people would say is my first responsibility? Or do I continue school? And for me, I was on a full scholarship and I knew that I could not I could not forego my full scholarship because there was no one that was going to fund um, the, the education for me. And so I felt like it was a short-term sacrifice for a long-term reward. And part of me, of course, there wants to be traffic in my background now. Um, and so I, I decided that I was going to sacrifice short-term for the long-term because I knew that my daughter was young. Mm-hmm. She would not miss me um, being home all the time because she would not remember it, right? Yeah. And so I, I decided to continue school to just grind it out. <clears throat> and so I was able to walk the stage with her. And she was, I think, like three three or four months. And I was able to walk the stage with my dual master's degree. And that's when it really started. I thought that the, the grind was kind of over after I graduated. I thought that I was going to get this job and I didn't. And it was like a, it was a, it was an opener. Yeah. It was a, it was a life changer for me because it was at that time that I felt like maybe I missed the word of the Lord. Maybe I can't hear him. You know, when you get into that phase, mm-hmm. that space in life, uh, we always try to avoid problems, right? It's like this natural thing. We want to avoid problems. We want to avoid issues. We want to avoid the darkness. But I learned in that time that the darkness is where you create, you create out of the void, Right, so you create as the void, right? If you're supposed to be the light onto the world, then how are you supposed to be the light in light? You're supposed to be the light in dark times. And so God began to really work on my mind and my consciousness at that space. Um, and I was getting ready to be launch padded into a, into um, a season of um, breakdowns that I was not expecting, right? And so I graduate, um, I had my four month old, I couldn't get a job. And at that time, my husband was working for my bishop, our archbishop at that time. And his daughter, who is now my business partner, she was running the digital technology department um, for the for the church, for his ministry. And he didn't just have a church. He had a whole global ministry. And she was the forefront of all that digital technology. I um, mean, she needed support. And I couldn't, ha- I couldn't find a job. I was home with the baby. And my husband would suggest to her, like, you should really um, inquire with my wife because um, she's kind of really good in this space. She learned it on her own. She's great at management. She had all these degrees, she structured. So Naomi brought me on uh, virtually to kind of do some management work. I started managing um, her virtual team. Um, and then she realized that our synergies worked. So she brought me on full time to work with her department um, within the ministry. And after about a few months of that, after about a year, uh, we were just clear that we wanted to take this to a whole nother level. So we brought in all of our clients together. And that's when the VGC group, Virtual Global Consultant Group, actually started, right? Right. We put all of our accounts, all of our contacts, all of our synergies, everything under one. And that's what we called it, the group. Um, But even then, like many people who may be listening to this podcast, you have an idea, you get excited, you want to start. But mm, the money isn't coming as quickly in the beginning. So you're still kind of dip and dabbling in the the idea of working for someone else still. Mm -hmm. And so... Naomi and I were starting this group, but we were like, man, we have families, we're wives, we're mothers. Um, so we started applying to other opportunities. We were thinking about doing teaching roles. I, I remember she applied to like Fit Bath and Beyond Marketing. Wow. And then, I, yeah, 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 yeah. But the, the, chain, the game changer really was that um, I had to move to Detroit. I, that was around the time that my husband said that we were going to up and leave and, and move to Detroit to pursue some other opportunities here. 
Um, and it's when I got to Detroit, I couldn't find a job and that was it for me. I just said I was going to stop trying to get hired and just hire myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, listen, you did an amazing job doing that. And I, I mean, just from you sharing that story, I've heard it like a number of times. But the thing mm -hmm. is, um, like you said, you know, you have to be that light in the darkness. We do try yeah. to escape like the bad times and, you know, oh, yeah. we may consider all the trials and tribulations and the problems. We try to escape that. And, you know, if you've been a person, even if you're the most, I guess, self-sufficient person out there, the, the person that's always organized, you always know what you want, you set, you know, the, you do these vision boards and you set these goals, you know, what are you going to do that one time something doesn't go right? Like you need to know that, you know, every day is not going to be light. It's just not going to be light. Like those problems are going to occur. Uh, but you have to know the best way to really get through those things, like get through those times uh, without giving up and without thinking that the plan that I have, maybe this isn't the right way. You know, just because mm -hmm. you see those obstacles, you have to know how to get through those. And I think mm -hmm. that you did that in a very effective way, very sufficient way, because, I mean, this this company, um, you know, this organization, it's 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 grown and probably more yes. more so since the last time we spoke, which it was almost a year ago uh, when you, yes. you know, when we talked about it. So even then I was just amazed by like the story um, you know, how much you, the company had made, how much it had grown. Uh, but yeah. Another thing, yeah, yeah. And then I like the way you shared how your husband, he came through, like he's out here promoting you, you know, he's oh, like, yeah. hey, my wife does this, my wife does that. Like you have that support system, which is also very, very important as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, my, you know, um, yeah, my husband is just that he's a, he's definitely a, a destiny helper, a divine connector. Um, and so I joke around and say, I'm a, I'm a wife of one man. I joke around <laughs> and say that really, um, because he, he is so awesome and I wouldn't be who I am today without him, him coming into my life. Um, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have met, um, the archbishop, I wouldn't have met Naomi, my business partner and all of this wouldn't happen. I wouldn't have met Courtney. He went to school with Courtney oh, wow. and he used to always, he went to Howard with Courtney Sanders, I think go chicken, um, he would always say for years, you gotta meet, I got a friend named Courtney. And I used to be like, okay, bro, you keep saying this girl's name. Like, I'm, I'm getting a little concerned. Do I need to do some background research? <laughs> and and it was only because yeah. he knew her vibration. He knew um, who she was and who she was becoming. And we finally connected. And Courtney and I have been, we've just grown as sisters since we connected. Yeah. Um, I just think that's, and that's so how amazing. we met. That's so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just speaking yeah. of, you know, just talking about like the whole support system, I think that there are a lot of amazing people, a lot of creative people, but they're not, um, I don't know if I want to use the word closers. They're not, they don't, you know, they just don't have the, the proper tools to do it alone. I re really, no one does, mm -hmm. to be quite honest mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. But like, what would you say to someone who they have all these great ideas and you know that, you know, it's going to be amazing, but I just don't, you know, they don't have the right people around um, to help them make it come to fruition. Like how, what do you say to someone who may want to give up in that type of situation? Yeah, I'll say a few things. I'll say, I'll say a few things. First and foremost, we thrive in community. Our community gives us our identity. And this conversation that we have sometimes um, about, oh, I need to be alone. I need my space. Oh, I can do it all by myself. It's a lie. It and is. it's a trick. It gets you into a space of, um, of ineffectiveness. It gets you into a space um, 
that that will not help you to succeed. It's the, the, that conversation. First and foremost, is what we need to address. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, you need to have you need to be in a conversation of um, um, that sounds more like okay. I, I, I need support. God has given me destiny helpers, destiny connectors on purpose. There's nothing in life that we can do on our own. Right. Everywhere, every every everyone, no matter where you are in life is a result of a number of people who have supported you, whether you can identify them or not. Okay. There's people and things happening behind the scenes that we can't even identify um, that are helping us propel forward. So I think versus the conversation that we need to address. And then we need to get into the game of duplication and delegation. I think I addressed it when I was in New Orleans. Um, and oftentimes a lot of us, we, 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 um, we try to do things on our own is because we feel like we don't want someone to maybe copy us or mimic us or do it better. But the truth of the matter is like the gift that God has given you is your gift for a reason. And there's uh, Courtney Sanders said it really well recently in a conversation I had with her. She says like, we can do a lot of things in the, in the natural, but it's God that gives us the super on top of our natural. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what you do, who you share it with or how you do it. That super is not something that's with it, that, that comes from you alone. It's something that is given to you, right? Through God. And so it doesn't matter who you share with, what you do. Um, be free to operate at 100% without thinking that someone is going to um, uh, take the shine if that's what you're, you're scared about. And so I really believe in duplication and delegation. I duplicate myself in everyone and anything that is willing to support me in my vision and in this purpose that I'm, I'm here to live out. Absolutely. Um, and I would, that would, that would, I would say that that would be the biggest, the first step. Yeah. The first step. For sure. Yeah, for sure. First step. And so I just, I, I do want to now talk about your, your beautiful babies that you have. Um, you were actually pregnant when we met uh, with your son. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> and the reason why I want to talk about that, again, is because I know that I have um, a lot of my following and, and tribe are working moms or women. A lot of my clients, like uh, our conversation, it always goes to you know, I, I don't, I don't have a lot of time. I don't have this time, but these ideas, man, these ideas are just amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. some bright, very bright and just intelligent women, uh, that I know, you know, but they just, they, they fear having that time and taking it away from their children. Uh, yeah. And so yeah. I, I see you a lot of times, oftentimes like in your stories, especially like you'll have your son in your lap, you know, maybe, uh, putting him to sleep, and then your daughter, you know, yes, be doing her hair all while working. You have your laptop there as well, um, mm-hmm. and so you know how how's that how's that balance for you? Um, you know, with with working, being a mother, a wife, mom, all of these things. How does that work out for you? You know, um, it, it, I, I would say it is hard, but everything is possible. Yeah, like it's super hard. But everything is possible, and um, anything or any challenge that I have or people come to me with, it always starts with a conversation in our head that is not serving us. Mm-hmm. So this idea of I can't do this because of this, or this is too hard, so I'm not going to do this anymore. I always remember why I started the company and why I started the business. Okay. Right? It was because of time, freedom, and flexibility to be a mother, a wife, and do all of what God has for me in this, in this lifetime. And oftentimes we don't do this on purpose, but the very reason why we started or we start companies 
somehow becomes the very reason or thing that stops us from moving forward or building it. So true. Right. All the, uh, many of us who are listening to this, um, we want to start companies and businesses before our family, but then we turn around and use our family as our excuse mm. wow. not to have the business. And so when you look at my IG stories and you see all this stuff, all those things, it's, it's truly because I've come to a place where I realized that um, it's all one. Yeah. And so if I'm not able to care for my family, then I might as well just put the business down. If I can't build, build the, you know, um, build the business because my family, I'll leave the other one down. And so I just see it all as, as one package and I make it work. And it's a lie, honestly, that you would think that every day it's a balance, that every day you'll be happy, that um, every day um, you'll meet all your goals and your commitments. I think if we stop putting these measures and metrics on ourselves, then we will diffuse the this, this spirit of like overwhelm or anxiety that is what really stops many of us from moving forward. But it is, it's really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my family and my business and everything, I, I, I delegate and I duplicate myself in anyone, like I said, anyone that is willing to support me. And so I make unreasonable requests. Like I have mastered making unreasonable requests. I have no shame in my game on the requests that I will make. <laughs> it may not make no sense. It may make you upset. Yeah. It may make me look bad, but I don't care because I need to make that request in order to move forward. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. And thank you for sharing that because like I said, I, I just know from hearing it, I mean, even with my experience, I, I have two uh, kids as well. They're a lot older, you know, than, than a lot of other people because I started a little early. Um, mm-hmm. But yet and still, like they're still my kids and I still, you know, have to think and care for them every single day. Uh, you know, all of those things. And then I'm also a wife. So it, it, it all just everything, you know, when you just really sit and think about all of it, like you said, it is one though, it all, it all has to come together. And the main reason why you started, it can't be the reason why you don't continue or the reason why you feel like you're failing and you stop, you know, all of those yeah. things. It, it, it has to, you have to always remember that it is one, just as you said, that was a wonderful point to make. Um, mm-hmm. so, so thank you for that and hope, you know, I, I know, Absolutely. yeah, it's, 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 it's just what it is. It's a part of life. Um, and then I do also just want to briefly talk about your thrift store because I do have a lot of, you know, followers and people who listen to the podcast who also are getting into thrifting. Now, uh, we okay. talk about this, you know, the two, they kind of come together. So when you're an entrepreneur, well, a lot of people, they try to like kind of stop spending and, we're not looking at designer stuff anymore. We're like, you know, mm-hmm. hey, we, we have this, you know, entrepreneurship is kind of, it can be kind of tricky sometimes. So you yes. just also want to be careful with your spending. And so, yes. you know, the word, the term thrift comes up a, 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 a lot when I'm speaking to a lot of people. So please talk about the thrift African print store, um, online store that you do have. I've seen some of the pieces and they're amazing. Um, but just yes. tell us more. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. You know what, thrift African print, again, was an idea that was birthed out of a dark time, right? <laughs> it was birthed out of a dark time. It's like I kept trying to tell people, don't escape the darkness. I'm, Just I'm find a way you. to bring light to it yes. because that's where you'll find God, so right? True. We usually don't find God until we need to be on our knees. Mm. And, 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 and um, um, so, yeah. so Drift African Print came out of a dark place. And um, uh, before I, I go into Drift African Print, I do want to share that oftentimes um, you may have an idea or a word that's over your life um, but it just takes shifting your, your context for that thing to come to light. And so it wasn't for me, all my business ideas, all the things I ever want to do and thought of did not come to light until my context shifted. And that context for me was moving to Detroit, mm-hmm. was moving to Detroit. And so 
When we moved to Detroit, um, we really couldn't afford a lot of stuff. My husband and I were in a place where uh, we, when we got married, we had no money. We, we didn't have anything. Everything that we've built over the last five years of marriage, we've done together. Yeah. And so um, when we were moving from one location to the other, I really could not bring all my clothes, all my boxes with me. I could only bring what I, you know, what I needed. And um, being from Ghana, we, 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 we have so many different African African clothes, African wear, African pieces. And oftentimes you wear them one or two, three times. And because they're such statement pieces, you really don't wear them that much often. Or you stop fitting them because they're tailor-made to that particular season of your life. Okay. And so I had a ton of African clothes. My parents had a ton of African clothes. And I was like, man, let me just put this online, um, see if I can get rid of it. And I, like, I did an Etsy store, right? I did an Etsy store online. I put some pieces and... I totally forgot about it. We moved. And a few weeks later, I get some emails from Etsy saying that I have money. Like, I sold some pieces. And I own, I literally forgot that I had created an Etsy store. And I'm seeing, I'm seeing, and the, the contact was from Florida. I'm not from Jersey, okay, wow. moving to Detroit. I don't got real, no real connection with Florida, okay? And I sure enough wasn't marketing it right. um, online. And so when I saw that money come in, and I saw that this girl was like looking for these clothes. I was like, oh my goodness, I have so many African clothes. Man, let me just create a platform, right? Virtual Global Consultant Group. We build these tech, you know, we build these websites, we build these mobile applications, and we help people market and sell their services and products online. Mm-hmm. And so I said, shoot, I need the company to do it for me. So I asked the development team to put up a site up for me. Um, I took pictures of all my old African clothes, I asked my sisters to take pictures of theirs, and I asked my mom. I said, mom, I can sell these for you. Do you want some extra money? You know, anybody going to turn down extra money that's just sitting there. <laughs> and so I put up all the stuff that my family and I had. And I told my family that I would just take a 10% commission on anything that they sell. You let me know how much you want to sell it for. I'll put it online and I'll sell it for you. And I'll just take the 10% commission, right? That's your tithe to me. Again, it's sold, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's your tithe to me getting sold. And so that's how Thrift African Print was... Um, was birth. Um, and, and for those who were thinking like, Oh, I don't like thrifting. I'm not interested in that. I wasn't either, but my husband introduced me to thrifting. And I'll just say this quick story. When we were, when we moved back to my mom's house and I had the baby, uh, my mom was really helping us get back on our feet. We had no money to shop. And one day my husband was like, I'm going to take you on a shopping spree. And I looked at him. I said, bruh, do you see the money that we don't have in our bank account? Like, where are you taking me on a shopping spree? He was like, just chill, chill, just right. trust me. So he gets me in the car, and this man drives me to a Salvation Army, okay? <laughs> and a lot of us like to be bougie and broke at the same time, but you can't be, okay? Mm-hmm. So my, so um, he was like, give it a time, let's walk in. He's like, I'm going to teach you how to thrift and, and get really nice pieces. This is what I used to do back at my Howard days. I'm like, okay. Yeah. He, takes me into, he takes me into Salvation Army, and I'm, girl, I'm finding fur coats. Right. I'm finding you know, Nine West, Men in Republic, all the places that I would normally shop, Zara. Yeah. And we're finding... It's not a game like over, in there. It's not a game in there. It's not a game. We find over, I think, like 68 pieces of clothing for under $300. Right, right. We wore that for the next two years, girl. I didn't get rid of the clothes till I came to Detroit and started building BGC and had a little money in my pocket. <laughs> okay? Wore those, two, wore those clothes for two years confidently and happy. Right. And so... That was my first experience of thrift. And I said, man, our African pieces are just as beautiful. They're very nice made. You can still thrift 
for, for nice wear. And that's how it was birthed. And I just mm-hmm. put up a site. And um, it's been a little slow to get it going because of the VGC group has been growing at a rapid pace. But um, this year, or by the end of this year, I'm really going to get that going. And so I'm just kind of testing it out with a few people who have African pieces that want to sell, mm-hmm. market it, and see how we can get that going. But the goal is to help other people generate revenue online and also help people tap into the African culture. That's yeah. the two goals for it. I just African love it. I love it. And then so so the two companies, um, you know, they're not really they're not really correlated. So they're two different companies. Yes. And again, going back to all the ideas that a lot of people have, I think that some people don't want to pursue like that second thing because it has nothing to do with that first, you know, that first idea that they had. You know, a lot of times mm-hmm. people, they, they stop there. They think, oh, I'm doing this. You know, what is it going to look like to other people if I pursue something totally different? Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what, what advice do you have there? Well, I would say two things. One, um, first, that shouldn't be a main concern, mm-hmm. especially if your first one isn't generating yet, right? Yeah. Let's fo- focus on building mm-hmm. a thriving one business first. And um, for me, thriving means that you're generating and you're in the positive. Like mm-hmm. you're not... Um, you're generating and you're in the positive. I mean, VGC is at the point where I live off of VGC. Right. That's my full-time job. Um, been doing it for two years. That That's my job. That's my nine to five, essentially. It's not really a nine to five. It's 24 hours a day, but <laughs> you get the point. Yeah. Um, and so because I built one and it's flowing, we have over 30 team members. You know, we're generating. We're almost at, I think, where we've surpassed half a million in gross in less than two years. Hopefully by the end of year three, we'll be over a million in gross. So it's thriving. It's growing. It's big. So now I can kind of focus on uh, this new venture, this new idea. Because if you're a business person, if you're an entrepreneur, you're always going to have ideas. Always. And the, and and pa- and generating additional streams of income is no longer a fad. It's it's a necessity now nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, you should. I think back in the day it was a fad, right? right. Like yeah, I, I want to have all these. It was a fad. It was like I need multiple streams. No, no, no. It's a necessity. I don't know any entrepreneur that doesn't have more than one venture mm-hmm. or more than one um, opportunity. Some may be bigger than others, but. For me, they have multiple streams happening, even if it's under one brand, right? Right. Um, and so that's what I would say first is the first is just to get 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 one going before you come up with a different ideas because you can be, you know, you can be a you don't want to be a jack of all trades and a master of none. That's what you don't want to do. Mm. But if you are thriving on business and you have more ideas, oh my goodness, don't be shy. Explore. There's so many ways to impact the world. I never thought that I would get into um, owning, I guess, a retail platform. Because I'm not really that fashionista. I don't really consider myself that fashionista or whatever. Um, for me, I see it as the same because it's a platform that generates revenue that impacts communities. So for me, the mission is still the same. How I'm doing it is what's different. The mm-hmm. context is different. Absolutely. Okay. Um, because I'm employing people in a different way. I'm allowing people to generate revenue in a different way. Okay. Um, Love it. That's what I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you, where can we find you? So where, well, I know where to find you, but where do, you yeah. know, where can others, uh, the listeners find you if they are, um, you know, looking to work with you, where, where can they find you? Well, I, absolutely. Yeah. So of course I'm on social media. I think my number one most active is um, Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find me just simply W-E DeCruz. That's, that's W-E-D-A-C-R-U-Z. I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, and if you're ever in Detroit, I am now located here in Detroit. So I love, I love meeting people in person. I love getting people in people's world and conversation. Um, and so that's probably the best way to reach me. Social media, send me a DM. I do respond. Um, and I love emails. I do respond to emails. Um, 
And so you can also send me an email at wedecruz at the bgcgroup.com. And I'm sure that you'll have um, the details yes, um, on I, your platform for I'm, them to find. So, yeah, yes, I'm here. <laughs> I'll and absolutely they, share that. Um, <laughs> and then just a daily affirmation. Like, do you, do you have affirmations or something that you say to yourself on a daily basis to keep you going? You know, the one line that I always say um, to myself is W.E., Live at the level of your consciousness, not at the level of your circumstances. Mm. Um, because I have a kingdom consciousness. Yeah. I have a God consciousness. And that it. never wavers. Mm. Um, our circumstances, our seasons, they may shift, they may change. Um, but it's temporary. Remember, you go through seasons for different reasons. And so if I can just always live at the level of my consciousness, I know that I will always operate at my full capacity. And that's what I would encourage to everybody. Thank you so much. Well, W.E. DeCruz, My Sara, Wendy, you know, all yes. the names for you. You're so amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Um, again, Thank you for I'm having yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. Oh so excited that we finally got to do this. And I will be sharing all of your contact information, your website, um, your social media handles, all of that information uh, when I do post uh you know the information about the podcast so that everyone can get in, in touch with you who may be interested uh in working with you or just learning more about who you are awesome. so yeah again awesome. thank you so awesome. much for your time thank you so i appreciate it thank all right you so guys much. i hope you all enjoyed right, all that wisdom that we de cruz shared with us if you do want to find out more about her you can find her at wedacruz.com. That's w-e-d-a-c-r-u-z.com. Or her business, it's the vgcgroup.com. Or anywhere on uh, Instagram, Facebook, that's w-e-dacruz. All right. So till next time, have a great one.